What is up, y'all? Welcome into this episode of the Get After It podcast. It has been a moment. It's been a minute. Boy, I'm thrilled to be back with y'all. Um, I'm going to address that in a moment. A uh, couple things I want to hit on real quickly uh, on this episode. If y'all have been with us for a while, you know I like to do my short little spirited uh, rants and episodes, trying to bring some energy, some optimism to your day, maybe some insights, some wisdom, uh, whatever it is that people come to this episode or to this podcast to get. Um, and my idea of this audience is usually y'all are y'all are building something. You're looking for something big and um, you're turning to me to try to either build you up, looking for some inspiration, looking for some build, or, or really, frankly, uh, looking to have somebody in your corner. <clears throat> and that's what I want to talk to you all about today. Uh, if you'll notice, it's been a couple of weeks. It may have been a few weeks, actually, since our last episode uh, of the Get After It podcast. Uh, that has not been by design. Um, but over those few weeks, we've built out a new studio space, uh, in my new apartment here in, uh, Nashville. Oh, do I love the city of Nashville? Uh, I'm going to keep this episode a little loose. I'm going to try to keep it under, under 10 minutes. There's a huge thing I wanted to hit on, which was, which is really, I think it's going to be a powerful insight and a lesson, but just, just real quickly, just to hit on this. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled to really kind of recommit and double down on the show. Um, we just have a new audio system put in here. If you can tell, we have a, uh, a new audio mic in, uh, we've never had a microphone for the show. I started this podcast. I know I've said this before. Y'all probably know this. Um, but this is like the classic, like, I think one of the mantras, a little bit of the show is that there's no excuses, you know, do, do the, do the deed, get the thing done. Um, I launched this podcast in an airport terminal. I've recorded episodes of this podcast in the back of my car as I was traveling across North America, uh, in Europe. I've, and with that being said, the podcast started as a way to just do rants and little small insights. And um, we shifted a little bit with COVID. We started having interviews, which what I really like about our interviews, at least my goal for it is a pattern interruption. I'm a huge believer in being able, like over a long form interview, to just have candid conversations with people who have done so much. And we've had, oh, what a thrill it's been. We've, we've had Hollywood producers on, we've had executive coaches on, we've had wildly impressive entrepreneurs on this show. Um, and it's only going to be up from here. I mean, we've got a thrilling next couple interviews for you as well that, that we're going to be releasing. The last few weeks, though, have been interesting. I have, um, I have never... I've always guarded against making this something of an obligation, you know, that I feel obligated to record the show. I started the show for fun. You know, I want, I really wanted to not only for fun, it was more so I know that there's some value in the episodes that we bring. And I know that it brings energy and optimism to people's day. Uh, and that, that, that fills my cup. Yet at the same time, I want to guard it from being something that um, I felt like I've had to do. Um, you'll notice this is why there's no schedule. We don't have set times or dates that we do podcasts. And um, you'll also notice with the interviews, we have interviews all over the place. I mean, I'll have psychotherapists on, I'll have Hollywood producers on, I'll have entrepreneurs on. We go, we go all over the place. We talk with wildly different backgrounds. Because frankly, the, I think the value of conversation is you get to see the fact that when we were all 
growing up and in going through high school, whatever the case is, and the, and the emphasis is entirely on, you know, you got to pick a career, you got to figure out what you want to do in college. And what you recognize is when you have conversations with people who have actually done anything in the world, uh, you realize that there's a lot of life in between, you know, their younger, you know, 20s getting out of school or whether they went to school at all and what they're doing today. There's a lot in between. And I think what I love about the interviews is an opportunity to highlight that. Yet, over the last few weeks, it's been really for me a kind of a prognosis on a lot of things. I've changed up a few things. There's a big shift in my uh, in my life that I've made. We just moved into Nashville full time. We've been in this apartment less than less than six weeks, um, and there's just a lot going on. And I thought about this from a sense of uh, there's a similar podcast called Daily Mind Medicine. They just ended it. Uh, similar podcast to this. They do less than five minute episodes from Taylor Welch, a mentor of mine. Uh, he's also based here out of Nashville. And he ended his show last week, which was, I thought, incredibly ironic because I didn't think I was going to do it, but there were thoughts over the last couple of weeks about ending the show. Because when I thought back to the initial purpose of the Get After a podcast, my focus was, hey, this will be a fun podcasting project. And I still view it as a project. I don't view it as just this regular show that comes on. I mean, guys, this is, this is really a, it, it, it's a project for me. It's an opportunity to have a little bit of fun, um, to be able to meet some really cool people in interviews, but also to bring energy and optimism to your day through, through the episodes that we do. And um, what I've said before, and what I wanted to get across here is that it's a message that actually I thought Taylor did really well laying out in his last episode of why he was ending Daily Mind Medicine, which was because it had become an obligation. You want to guard against things in your life that become obligations. Right? I'm going to come back to that in a moment, but what I wanted to hit on here was <clears throat> there's a famous commencement speech that Steve Jobs gives in uh, 2005. We just had, it was 16 years ago this last weekend. Uh, he gives it to Stanford University. It's a great speech. If you haven't seen it, go, go watch. It's 15 minutes long. Steve talks about a number of things. And one thing I thought about, which is fascinating to me, is that, you know, a, a man's purpose is his work. We have a lot of psychology and studies that show us this, like a man's purpose is the mission. It's the purpose. It's the work that he does. And Steve at 30 years old had everything ripped away from him. This is a guy who spent his entire 20s building up Apple out of a garage into an international computer company. And he lost everything. And if you listen to the speech and if you've read Steve's biography, you, can, you, you know two things. I mean, one, he was obsessively... I mean, you don't build a company like Apple without somebody crazy at the center of it. And he was crazy for the company. Yet at the same time, I think he puts it this way. He said, you know, it was awful tasting medicine, but I guess the patient needed it. I can't imagine going through something like Steve Jobs did, where you're just turning 30, you're just entering your 30s, and your entire life gets ripped up the rug from underneath you. Now, yes, you could say he's got the money. But, but, but you all, you, 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 look, I understand we have a predominantly youth, youth audience that listens to this, people under the age of 27, 28. But guys, let me tell you, the money ain't it. That doesn't take away from the relationships, the publicity, the gossip. 
the external expectations that Steve Jobs faced. Yet without that, without that dark moment in his life, the world would literally be different. Because that moment enabled Steve to grow up in a lot of ways. To focus on the things that he hadn't been focusing on. To get straight with his family, his personal life. To become better professionally. And of course, we all know the story eventually, you know, leads to Apple's renaissance today. And when he goes back, fascinating story if you haven't looked into it. But another thing he says is like, you know, life is sometimes going to hit you with a brick. Don't lose faith. There's two lessons I pull out of it. And it draws back to Taylor ending Daily Mind Medicine and, and Steve with this. The first is that when we're pursuing something great, anybody listening to this podcast, I know you all are chasing something. You're getting after something every single day. You're moving towards something. You, you want something. Recognize that if you are going after something great, there's going to be a sacrifice. There's going to be knockdowns associated with it. And these are, these are knockdowns that are public and they're also private. They're knockdowns people understand. They're knockdowns people won't understand. Which leads me to the second thing, which is so important. It's so vital. Understand that people are your greatest asset. There are people rooting for you. Even if you feel like you've alienated everyone, even if you made a lot of mistakes, you've alienated the people that really matter to you, or you just feel like people don't get it, or maybe like myself, often, um, you're putting way too much weight behind what people say. Yet to build it up from an optimistic standpoint, you have to understand people are your greatest champions. We, they want to see you succeed. They want to see you do great work. They want to see you recover. I think it was Rudy Ortiz we had on the show, and he said, you know, the greater the challenge, the greater the comeback. Don't take things personally. It's very easy when life hits you with a brick to point fingers and to not only blame people, but blame yourself. There's a difference between blaming yourself and taking ownership. Blaming yourself is, is uh, it's mindless. Ownership brings a little bit of curiosity with it. Because ownership implies that you specifically did something wrong. Blame implies that you're responsible for it. So there's a little bit of both. But when it comes down to it, don't do things because of what other people think or want from you. Do things because they're supposed to be what you're chasing, what you're getting after. And when you're doing things for too long, or doing things for a minute where you recognize you're almost doing them for other people more than you are yourself, take a moment to step back and see if you're really supposed to do it. And I thought it was so ironic. I was thinking about this show and really where we wanted to go. And I didn't seriously consider ending it, but, but guys, I mean, then I watched Taylor come out. He says, look, it became an obligation. I'm not going to do this anymore. It's a great show. If you haven't checked it out, he's got 300 or so episodes, but what I come back to is this idea that when we're chasing something great, and I mentioned a man's purpose is his work. Look, women, same deal. You know, the human brain is, a, is literally a goal-setting machine and a goal-achieving machine. 
if you're setting the goal high, understand you're going to get knocked down, not only in business, but in life, in the work that you do, in the day-to-day. And you wouldn't want it any differently because those knockdowns provide the opportunities and the perspective that are going to get you to that next level. And it's very easy to be cynical and say that the world is filled with people who don't want to see you win. And there's psychology behind that. Like people don't want to see you change. They want to see you in their same circle because then, you know, if you change, you're going to highlight the fact that they're not. But, but that's on a subconscious level. On a very conscious level, people want to see you win. Don't allow yourself to get drugged down to the idea that others are rooting against you because they're not. And if they are, this comes back to the bigger, bigger thing, right? Like with an obligation to a relationship that you've had for a while, if that person is not building you up, if that person actively wants to see you lose or even just not see you grow or questions what you do or doesn't serve as a positive influence, I'm not telling you to cut that relationship out right now, but lean out of it. You do not have an obligation to anyone for your time. No one has an obligation on your time. You give out your time. Because ultimately, the greatest, th- the greatest threat we have in this life, I posted this on Instagram yesterday, the greatest threat to our life, to the life that you live, it's not setting a goal too high and missing. It's setting an aim too low and succeeding. You're capable of great things. You come to this podcast because you know that it's going to help you either get an edge or whatever. The case. There's probably a lot of different reasons you come to the show. And I'm grateful for, for you all as listeners. And I hope that you continue to get something from the show and that, um, that, this is, that this is beneficial at the end of the day. But with that being said, understand there's times in life you're going to get hit by a brick. There's times in life that you're going to need to lean into people. Look at it in a positive perspective. Anybody doing anything great is going to find the bricks, but they're also going to find the gems of individuals who are going to help build them up and push them to become the people they're supposed to be. And it may not be the way that you anticipate it, but that's okay. Nothing typically is. Love y'all. Appreciate you so much. We'll see you on the next episode of the Get After a Podcast. That's all for now. I'm your host, Aaron Griffin. Talk soon.